Cross-agency priority or CAP goals are a tool used by the federal government to accelerate progress on presidential priority areas where implementation requires active collaboration among multiple agencies. And one of those priorities involves leveraging federal data as a strategic asset. I'm Wyatt Cash on behalf of FedScoop's Daily Scoop podcast, and here to talk about the progress agencies are making in leveraging data is Chris Radich, Vice President, Public Sector Solution Engineering at Salonis. And uh, I'm excited to talk to Chris today because Chris was one of the primary authors of the State of Federal IT Report led by the Federal CIO Council in 2016 on behalf of OMB and GSA. So, uh, Chris, uh, thank you for joining us and welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. So I'd like to start um, from looking at the Federal Data Strategy Action Plan, uh, which was initiated by OMB in 2020. And it, it laid out a comprehensive playbook for making data more accessible and interoperable. Um, but based on your perspective from your original reporting and uh, what you've seen since, what did OMB get right and maybe didn't get so right about the federal data strategy? Uh, th- thank you, Wyatt. And, you know, it's, it's always interesting to reflect on 2016. Uh, former federal CIO Tony Scott had this idea of putting together a succession plan for the, the new administration and new federal CIO. And part of that with the state of federal IT, which was a great idea I was uh, lucky enough to be a part of, was to benchmark against commercial best practices. And two recommendations we put forward were adopted in this 2020 action plan. Number one, assign a CDO within each agency to define a data strategy that includes a self-assessment against a common maturity model. So great job there. And then number two was to update data governance model within your agency to bring mission organizations to the table when it comes to data initiatives. So I really applaud OMB on taking this guidance in terms of commercial best practices. And I mean, they have done an outstanding job implementing those two pieces. Now we kind of shift to if we were writing a new state of federal IT report, in the year 2023, what would it look like when it comes to data initiatives? I'll use the oil analogy. This is pretty well known in terms of data is the new oil, primarily because of its value and the fact that organizations, government and commercial run on data. We're all becoming analytics organizations at the end of the day. So if you think of oil and the 2020 data action plan, you extract oil, And I think they've done a great job of focus on developing an inventory of strategic data assets. That's primarily extracting data, finding it and extracting it. Um, We've put a lot of management around these data sets with governance, cemented the agency CDO, chief data officer. Really fantastic there. I also love the concept they put into place of any data initiative should start with a priority agency question. I mean, that's fantastic because it roots it roots these initiatives more into mission problems around the veteran, around the warfighter, et cetera. But if you think about that oil analogy, we're, we're really focusing a lot on extraction, a lot on cataloging and finding the data. 
how do we take this policy now into refining the data, just like you would with, with crude oil to make it uh, valuable to the end consumer or constituent in our case? And then how do we distribute it? So provide an analysis that has uh, relevance both inside government and outside government. That's that's really the next step. And I don't think it was you got it wrong, because if you look at that oil kind of life cycle, I just I just explained, you need to start with the extraction. You have to understand your most valuable data assets and how you're going to both mine those and make them available. But now the question is, I think we can be more technology centric in future policy on how do we apply innovative technologies to these data sets? And that's in the refinement and the distribution. Uh, there's been a lot of press lately on AI and ML. Uh, I work in the process mining space, which is in that category of technology. And we need to understand how we take these data sets beyond just dashboards into more forward-looking technologies that could really change government. Well, you make a couple of great points there, one of which is the, the evolving role of the CDO um, and um, the importance of asking the right question at agencies. And I am intrigued to hear as well about you know, how far we've come in this extraction model, as it were. But let me ask, what do you see as the most relevant areas of the action plan now for this administration to continue to pursue? And where do you see the, the sort of CDOs needing to focus next? So I read the entire, the entire document of the 2020 action plan and went through it a couple times. But action nine just kept sticking out to me. And there's some reasons. Action 9 is improved financial management data standards. If you've been watching the news lately, you've seen debt ceiling discussions have brought, uh, I'd say, government procurement to the forefront. It hasn't necessarily been framed that way, but debt has topped $30 trillion for the first time. The ceiling uh, is being uh, potentially raised again. And the question I ask is, how do we leverage this data to not necessarily reduce and cut program spend, but to find inefficiencies in some of these payments within a procurement end-to-end -end process that will help us continually manage against this debt stealing? I do believe this is kind of a moment of austerity for government. So I, I just think that's the biggest mission problem we have right now. So let's let's frame this action nine and continue to uh, to execute against it. I, I think action nine was well framed and I and I really applaud some of the efforts there. You know, so I'll just take a moment here to talk about USAspending.gov. Great effort there to bring a transparent view to where government spend is going within an agency and in terms of what categories that spend is going against. And then improper payments, 5.1% uh, of government spend is unknown or improper fraudulent payments. And we need to continue down this quest. But a lot of what, what we've done in this space is still two-dimensional. You know, we get views of spend by category or spend by agency. And the same thing with improper payments by agency or category. 
how do we continue these efforts but get i'd say more sophisticated and have a 3d view of government spend and a three-dimensional view of an agency's procure to pay process that will really move the needle against this really austerity i'd say policy and discussions that are going on right now absolutely well, to just broaden the scope of the Federal Data Strategy Act, you know, a lot of the emphasis there was on figuring out ways to leverage government data as a strategic asset. And we certainly saw a lot of that during the pandemic, uh, the ability to accelerate research, for example. I'm be interested to hear what examples are you seeing of note of how agencies have really started to leverage data as a strategic asset? And how should government executives be thinking about leveraging data more effectively in the years ahead? It's a great question because I'll, I'll kind of double down on the two-dimensional or 2D to 3D view. If there was a headline of what the next iteration of the 2020 action plan looks like, it would be, let's move to a three-dimensional more sophisticated views of our most valuable data sets. I mean, the COVID, so a two-dimensional example would be COVID-19, a whole lot of visualizations and dashboards were leveraged to track, for example, vaccinations by county. Really, that's a simple visualization, very, very valuable. But can we take that a step further? So I work in the process mining space now. It's a uh, transformational technology. One of the things that it brings to the table is you're transforming some of those pretty flat data sets, financial data sets in particular, and you're adding in things like a timestamp and a case ID. And what that does when you transform your data it gives you the ability to visualize in a 3D world how spend routes through an organization. This is completely different than a, da a two-dimensional dashboard. So that would be my vision in terms of what should we do? We, we need to be, um, I'd say, more sophisticated in the technologies we apply to our data sets. And I would propose in this next action plan that every agency implements a process digital twin. So that 3D view of your procure to pay process. Now, just imagine how impactful that is given the current climate around the debt ceiling. And uh, an example of who's done it is uh, innovators over at, within the Department of Defense, within Navy's financial management organization. They've leaned in, created a process digital twin for procure to pay amongst others, other financial processes and have tremendous visibility on where inefficiencies are occurring and where they can dive in deeper in order to get even more control on their spend. Uh, I, I really believe this whole process digital twin concept, starting with procure to pay, it's gonna be pervasive three years from now. Uh, so if policy can help accelerate this emphasis on getting a deeper, more transparent view into your procure to pay process, it would be greatly, I think, appreciated from my end, but uh, it'll move the needle 
on some of the conversations we're having with within kind of the macro legislature. Absolutely. And we're hearing a lot of, um, I think, innovative uh, opportunities around digital twins because you take these virtual models and then you can test different solutions or different um, remediation approaches and see which ones work and work effectively without having to invest in these long-term overhauls. You can kind of see uh, in near-term view what can be done to improve things on that. So thank you for mentioning that. I'd I'd like to ask one last question. What, uh, as as I think you would agree, one of the key constraints rather of leveraging data is finding enough people with the necessary data management and analytic skills. So what's your advice for agencies when it comes to finding those right data skills in today's tight labor market? Yeah, this is a really difficult challenge for federal leaders. There's a finite level of data, both analysts, engineers, and scientists. And, you know, a funny quote, I think, to bring levity to the situation is, oil has no value if it's stuck in the ground. (laughs) So data has no value if it's stuck in your databases and uh, data warehouses. And I, I just spoke with an SES they uh, they answered this question and it was, we really rely on contractors in this space. And it, it was a, a moment, I think, of humility in terms of some of the pay scale challenges, as well as just the overall pool of cleared resources with these skills. But I do, through that conversation, three pretty pragmatic recommendations came about. One was you need to adopt easy to use tools. This can't be an engineering experiment, like adopt out of the box software that could be leveraged by users within the financial management community. You've probably heard this, Wyatt, it's it's called citizen development. And in this case, I'd call it citizen analytics. Uh, Also, don't look to staff an army of data engineers and analysts or, or data scientists is the new buzzword strategically upskill and reskill existing staff with a data background. Every IT organization, every ERP organization in government has DBAs, database analysts. So they have the fundamental data skills like understanding data models, understanding data extraction and integration. These are the people who you wanna look to upskill. And then have this small set of folks specialize on platforms and take a leadership role. So you're probably never gonna staff up at the analyst or engineer level where you don't have any reliance on contractors or vendors, but have folks take leadership roles to build centers of excellence around these technology OEMs. Well, Chris Radich, thank you so much for sharing some of your insights on the art of leveraging data as a greater strategic asset for federal agencies. Really appreciate uh, your joining us today. Thanks, Wyatt. My pleasure.